We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast we are one day away from preseason football actual packers football we got a joint practice to talk about it's going to be a lot of fun let's get to it i am half of your thursday crew jason perone you can find me on Twitter or X at Jason Perone. You can find me over on threads at Jason Perone 25. I also do the Quick Slants podcast over at Game On Wisconsin every Monday. Get over there and check that out. It is back with me as always of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, joint practice, little little fun in the sun between the Packers and the Bengals. Yeah, and I don't know how other people feel. I know as a, as a writer when I when I was on the the beat covering the Eagles in the NFL. I like these. I really do. And, and I know, co- well, I, I shouldn't say all coaches. Andy Reid, who I, you know, coached the Eagles for 14 years when I was there, they never, the Eagles never had him. Never had a joint practice under Andy Reid because he did not, he didn't, he didn't want him for whatever reason. Uh, every other coach, Buddy Ryan had him, Rich Kotite had him, Ray Rhodes had him, Chip Kelly had him. And then I, I, I only did, I only covered Doug for a year. I'm not so. I'm guessing Doug didn't because he came from Andy. Mm-hmm. But then now, again, sticking with the Eagles team, Nick Sirianni has. So, and I, I just think, first of all, 
you as a writer covering a team, you get to see, because a lot of times, and I've said this before, when when you're watching the Packers, all right, so like, you know, if, if, if you read like, oh, Romeo Dobbs had a great day, which he did today, but he, and he's had a great day. Well, are you happy that Dobbs had a good day or are you worried that he beat Roswell Douglas four different times? Good point. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 it's for every good thing that happens at, at a camp, at a, a camp or a mini, whatever, something bad happened too because, you know, if, if, if you're telling me that Devontae Wyatt's playing great, well, that means somebody on the offensive line isn't playing so great, right? Remember, remember to this point, remember when I asked you about John Harbaugh when he was a special teams coach and you were like, yeah. oh, hey, wasn't it great? Your, your special teams did great. And he's like, yeah, but the guys on the other side of the ball didn't do their job and that's why the punt got blocked. Right. Yeah. That, well, no, I asked him one time, when a punt gets blocked, are you happy or mad? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because like you're, ha- you know, you're, and he said, well, it depends on what we, who was out there, blah, 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 blah. But, but yeah, I mean, because you don't, so now you're going against somebody else. Well, yeah, now if Dobbs has a good day, he's beating the Bengals corner. Well, that's okay. Or if Wyatt has a good day or if somebody has a bad day, you can just see more. You, it, you're judging your, against another team, another different competition. Mm-hmm. Plus, guys get tired. I mean, and the Packers, this camp, more than ever, they've been a little feisty, you know, yelling at each other. You know, it's all – it's all they're still the same team, but like, a couple of days ago, Rosal Douglas was like chipping, chip, chip, chipping at the at the offense, you know, a little trash talking and all that, which is all good. But you, it is one team, you know, like you want to be together. So you get tired of beating up each other and and going against each other when you're when you're all there for the common common goal, to, mm-hmm. you know, to be a good team. Right. So yeah, I I love I think joint practice and also nowadays when 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 starters rarely play in the preseason game itself at least you get to see jordan love for a whole day against a, a, a different defense yes. or you know the packers defense going against another team's offense because let's be honest you know as well as i do the starters for the most part are not going to play a whole lot in these three in these three preseason games correct they're they just like aaron like aaron jones and aj Dillon. They, they may not see the field because right. they really want to see the other three running backs, you know? Yeah, that's Kenny the other Clark thing I want to mention, too, real quick, is is just remember that, that this is a critical time for the coaches to figure out the bottom of their roster. And Brian yes. Gutekunst is a bottom-of-the-roster churning machine. He is always wanting to find... You can't do that if you don't watch the young guys play, and you can't watch the young guys play if you're, having, if you're putting starters out there for extended time. Now, I do think it would be good for... I think there's something to be said about let the starters dress, get out there, take the first yeah, uh, couple snaps. Like wet. just yeah, get right. the body clock going, get the body clock yep. started, get it, get it going, get into the routine, get into the rhythm. That's why they used to have back in the day when they did four preseason games. That's why the third one was a dress rehearsal. They actually had the team come out of halftime and play because they wanted them to get ready for, Hey, you're going to play like you're going to rest for halftime. And then you're going to come out and you're going to play again. Whereas your body gets used to like, Oh, I only played a half of football and, and then mentally, you kind of check out a little bit. No, I, I'm a huge fan of the of these practices. I hope that some of the drama from the practice, we'll talk about that in a, in a minute, that went down with Elton Jenkins and some of the other Bengals as well, is doesn't manifest itself in the preseason game. Now I'm assuming that it won't. By by now, the well, coaching staffs have really the, the coaching staffs. Yeah, and I don't even know if he'll be out there. But uh, well, if Love starts, he will. But if not, then I would hope that everything is is on the up and up, and these guys can. Kind of figure out what's what's going on. There's always some chippiness. I remember the joint practice a couple of years ago 
with the Texans and Jay Sternberger ends up taking a shot over the middle. I mean, oh, no, that was dirty. It, well, yeah, yeah, and that's the, but that's the thing though is that there's guys that that's what they think. Now, this is not what I'm saying about Elton Jenkins because he's obviously does not need to make the team. He's on the Packers. He's not his job is not at risk. But there's guys that are trying to get jobs, secure jobs, get secure their spot on the on the roster. And look, from a Packers standpoint, selfishly, I would rather have my guys being aggressive than not sure. out there. So what I'm referring to is, if, and I'm sure everybody knows by now, but there were two separate incidents, two separate scrums that happened at the practice on Wednesday. And after the second one, which David Bakhtiari did speak to the media a little bit and said, hey, the Bengals kind of started the first one. Uh, the second one was 100% on us. And Jenkins was walked off the practice field and he did not return to practice. It was a cool down period. And it's like, okay, we're good. Just let's let's take you out of it. Because football is an emotional sport, Mark. You know this better than anybody. You were around a lot of emotional football players for many years. And sometimes you just have to you just have to chill. In the preseason and, and practices like this, this is not the time to go off. There's a lot more important football ahead of him. Let me add this. Like I said, I covered a lot of joint practices through the years. And I don't remember most everyone, not everyone, I'm, I'm thinking that one, Eagles, Ravens, there was no problems. But almost every other, there was, now I'm going to go way back to mid-80s with, with when Buddy Ryan was coaching the Eagles. They, they actually practiced like four days with the Lions. I think there was a fight every day. Wow. Was and it the, the same? Was, most of them. The same guys? Yeah. No, was, different guys every day. Okay. Uh, sometimes Eagles off, but but the Eagles kind of. I'm going to be on. They started most of them. That, that well, this was that that Buddy Ryan, that gangrene mentality that they had. Where they were going to, you know, the Eagles were terrible for years, and then Buddy Ryan came in and, and kind of brought that attitude of we're going to be tough guys, and they were. It became that, that Reggie and Clyde Simmons and Jerome Brown and Seth Joyner and Eric Allen. I mean, they, they, that defense got made a name for itself. But I never forget that. So they had this, like I said, they were fighting every day. And then about maybe a month or so in, in, into the season, the Eagles claim a guy off waivers, a, a defensive back named William Frizzell. And the Lions had, had cut him. So the Eagles pick him up. And I'll never forget this, buddy. This guy, they're 40, almost 30, almost 40 years ago. And we asked, you know, oh, buddy, you claim this guy, William Frizzell. What, what do you like about him? And he said, well, if you guys re- remember when we were, when we had those uh, practices with the Lions, we got in some fights. Well, he was the only guy that, that, that fought back. Yeah. <laughs> he was the only guy that won a fight. Whatever he said, he, he remembered him. He was he liked the fact that this guy, so that they picked him up. And the guy turned out, William Frizzell turned out to be a pretty good, like, backup corner and safety. He could play 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 both, and he wound up having a, a decent, you know, backup kind of. He played like five, six years for the Eagles after that and, and did okay. Yeah. Well, you need you need a little bit of scrap in the Packers, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like you can see that that mentality is changing. This team has got a lot to fight for this year. It's not like before where they're like, "Hey, just show up, do the thing, don't get in trouble, we'll win ten games." Like, no, this well, team is going to have to scratch and claw. If you remember some of the when teams beat the Packers over the last very many years, I mean, the Packers have been good for a long, long time, but some of the the, the rap against them or the you know the negative was that they weren't. They weren't the toughest team. That teams could punch them in the mouth, mm-hmm. yes. and they didn't respond. Right. Well, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I, I think this Packer team might do some might do some punching in the mouth. I think so too. I I think they're I think they're ready in the young players. It's kind of it's almost kind of like what I saw from. I always have to be careful when I compare because I'm not trying. But what I saw from the way the Lions finished out last season, they really had that like we don't give a f. We have nothing to lose. Right. And they just went out and played hard and 
did the thing. I could see the Packers just being like, okay, listen, no one's picking us to win. We're not expected to contend for the NFC. Like, fine, let's go bite our own kneecaps here and, and take some exactly, take some yeah. take some aggression out on the world and go win some games that we shouldn't win. And I which I think I think that they will. Now, with regards to that, I know that this wasn't necessarily I know we want to talk about the joint practice and stuff. We can get back to it, but I have a question for you about Matt LaFleur, because I've been on this this bandwagon of listen, you're the head coach. Everything starts and stops with you. Now that we're starting to see the Packers up against other competition, other teams join practices, we'll see preseason games and stuff like that too. We're gonna we're starting to get to see some flair and flavor of what LaFleur's the culture of this team is now without Aaron Rodgers. And there's been a lot of talk about how it'll be with Aaron out of the building now and, and Jordan Love and all that kind of stuff. Yes, but the team as a whole. This is a this is a really really big year for Matt Lafleur because this is you know I mean he's he still has to try to maximize and coach coach up this team. Are, how do you feel about his expectations that are that are on him? Do you feel any differently than we did when we first started talking training camp mini camps a couple months ago? Well, I you were and I I admired what if you remember I don't know when it was a mm-hmm. month or so ago we did um, our biggest concerns yes and yours was Matt Lafleur and I was like hmm, Matt that was a good one and you were concerned for. With some good points about, you know, is he, let's see, well, I wasn't as concerned as you were because I think he's a pretty good coach. And I think, like, as, as I've been saying, it's hard to coach. It's hard to, It's hard for a young first-time head coach. Now, some can do it, but it's hard for a young coach like Matt LaFleur is and was. You know, he's a couple years older now, but coming in and coaching a future Hall of Famer mm-hmm. is just tough. And that, I don't know how many other examples there are that I guess – Mike McCarthy, Brett Favre would be the, what would, would come to mind. But a lot of times you, you'll you see when a team has a quarterback like a Rogers or a Favre or, you know, an ex, a guy that's, that's already made his name for himself, already won a Super Bowl, already he's done whatever. They don't hire the young coach. They they, they hire the coach that, that, that's that been around for whatever many years. The veteran. You know, has had three or four other jobs, whatever, you know. Packers didn't do that. They brought in a young guy. And that's – so it's hard for Matt LaFleur to come in and say – Oh, Rogers, you're doing this wrong. No, that's not easy, you know. So, yes, this is Matt LaFleur's, it's his, what, fifth year? Fifth, yep. But really, it's his first year in, yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways. It's his first year where it's his team now. Not that it was, I know he's the head coach, but let's be honest. It, this was Aaron Rodgers' team. Just right. like just like the Jets are Aaron Rodgers' team now. You know what I'm saying? It It is a different lens that we have to look at it through. and I, But... It's 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 going to be I'm just man, I'm getting really excited for week one against the Bears, but it, it's going to be hard to temper that that tendency inside of us. If we got 30 years worth of like, hey, we can win any game and it's going to be hard to temper that and just realize, listen, there's going to be some bumps like there love threw an interception at the three yard line today. There was there was a pass where he tipped, according to Ryan Wood, he tipped the screen pass and it got picked off. And those are the kind of right. things that we're going to have to live through some very frustrating moments. Also, a, a great point that was made on the new pick six podcast by my old running mate, Jacob Westendorf. We used to do the Pulse of the Pack show is that no one took care of the football better than Aaron Rodgers. He was historically good at not throwing interceptions, at not turning the ball over. Even if Jordan Love is really good, he's probably still going to turn the ball over more than Aaron Rodgers did. So we're just going to have to get used to some of that stuff. And I think Matt LaFleur as well, too. But I will say this, Mark, I want to, I want to, I'll go on the record here and say this as much as I can give some of these players leeway and say, okay, Love's first season as a starter. All right. 
some of this other stuff too. All right, this guy's new rookies playing at a position, you know, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, second year players, all that kind of stuff, right? Malafleur, it is his fifth year. Like you're still a fifth year head coach. I still expect right. you to have the ability to reach these guys, maximize. Listen, the Packers, for all the things that they don't do very well, which is connect with their fans, and we won't even get into it. Maybe we can talk family night a little bit later because they didn't want to stream it outside of Wisconsin because they didn't want any competitive advantage given away, which I thought was just so dumb, so absolutely dumb. But for all the things that they don't do well and that they're still stuck in in yesteryear thinking about, maybe this was a great move by them to bring in Matt LaFleur and say, we need somebody younger to identify with some of these younger players. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is here, but he'll be okay. And LaFleur comes in, can endear himself to these younger players and get a lot out of them. And then I guess now we can transition back to to the team and how they look because there were some really good things, especially uh, actually on both sides of the ball. The offense looked good. There was a beautiful throw from Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs. I know you know you saw that highlight. And at one yeah. point during the practice, the defense was also keeping the Bengals' offense in check. So this team not looking too bad. Well, I expected that. I, I, I expected the defense to shut down the Joe Burrowless Bengals' offense. <laughs> who was the, the Bengals' quarterback? Trevor Simeon? I think was, actually was, I don't was know he getting most of the reps. If I, yeah, I, I think he's the backup. So yeah, I mean Burrow, the, the Bengals without Burrow is you know it's not the it's not the Bengals. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I would have been I would have been a little concerned if Trevor Simeon and the Bengals offense went up went up and down the field against Packers defense. But with that said, the Packers defense has been playing well against the Packers offense. So it was good to see them also play well against another offense because Bengals still, I mean, like I said, they don't have Burrow, but they still have Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Joe Mixon and, you know, some pretty good, pretty good players on that team. The Bengals are a very good team. I think the Bengals could win the AFC this year. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to pick them to win the AFC this year. Yeah, they've been Um, good. So, yeah, yeah, I I just come across a quote here. This is uh, courtesy of Ryan Wood, who you mentioned earlier, but this, uh, I guess, Everyone talked to DJ Reader after practice because he's the one of the one he's he's the one that got in the fight with with Elton Jenkins. But uh, this is this is Reader talking about Jordan Love, and he said uh, he seemed more confident under center. He seemed like he was feeling good. The offense was doing what it was doing. He was having a good day. He looked decent back there. He wasn't just running and taking off. wasn't doing any of that kind of stuff. He was trying he was trying to go through his reads. We we did a good job of staying off of him. But I thought he was decent. He had a good demeanor back there. I look at a lot of quarterbacks and see what they've got going on, especially because I'm right there on the ball. But he has a good demeanor. Okay, that's nice to hear from the opposing. Yeah, Reader's good. Reader's a good player. He's somebody that you would you would take his comments from. I did tweet out some of the stuff he said about Elton Jenkins afterwards too, because he's fired up. He did the battle. He did the battle. He's fired up, and it's fine. I was tongue in cheek when I and I post a lot of stuff like that too. If you don't know, if you don't know me, I'm I'm very I can be very sarcastic that way, but. Yeah, that's I think that's good. And that's one of the things that for all the X's and O's and all the the shows that focus on the analytics and all that kind of stuff too, my vantage point and the stuff that you always hear me talk about and we talk about all the time here is it's not granular data driven stuff. It's like, what did my eyeballs show me? What did my eyeballs see? Well, to say that Jordan Love looks the part is is very good. Now, there were some other reports that there were some some slow, some plays that develop very slowly. And because of it, love was under pressure and they might've ended up being, ended up being sacks. I listen, this might as well be preseason game 0.5, right? Cause obviously the first game is tomorrow or Friday, but this might as well have been preseason game 0.5. I, I'm okay with that. And listen, don't forget 
I don't want to bring up any bad memories here, but the last two season openers have been absolutely terrible. I, I actually, for for whatever for whatever it's worth, because the expectations on this year's Packers team are not as high as they were even the last two years. I think that the Packers, well, first of all, they faced the Bears, so that's a little, that's nice. You know, last, the last two seasons, it was the Vikings and the Saints who were both good teams. But I, I expect a much better opener this year than, than we've seen. I hope so. Because like you said, they were, they were you know. Well, you know what? That's why I'm, I'm curious to see. And as of now, we, we tape Wednesday night. So maybe by the time you, you listen, there'll be more news come out. But LaFleur hasn't said how much, if any, the starters, starters are, are going to play Friday night or going forward. I mean, they didn't. Rodgers didn't, hasn't played, did not play a preseason snap for like four years, right? Right. So, and it, and it wasn't just him. I mean, see, I I understand. You don't want to get guys hurt. This, that, thing. You know, and and you know me. That's that's all I care about in camp. If we don't get anybody hurt, but you got. I mean, but hey, you have to play a little bit. If not, then that's what happened. You come out and look like you do. That the way the Packers have looked the first week, the last couple of years, because they didn't play. Now again, these I think these joint practices help because they're not games, but they're. They're at least competition. They're 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 a little something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it all counts. And, and they're doing it again next week with New England, which I also like. Dot, I love that. That'll, now that'll be in in Green Bay, right? <laughs> right. And uh, if you think <laughs> you think a joint practice, if you think a fight's going to break out, if Bill Belichick isn't going to have something to say about it, we'll see how that goes. Well, I think Bill. I I mean, again, I'm call me a, a conspiracy theorist, but. I think Bill Belichick's there to learn everything he can about Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. right? I mean, <laughs> he's going to face him twice this year. And yep. He's going to, I think he's going to be asking a lot of questions about. So you know, help me out because listen, the, I, I I don't know. I I I love what Murphy said a couple weeks or last week, whenever it was about. Because I said I feel listen, I got nothing personal against Aaron Rodgers, but I want the Jets to lose. I want I want to make sure he plays sixty five. Sixty five percent. But I also want the Jets to lose every game. Yes. Not going to happen. I want the Jets <laughs> he, to be really bad. If he, if he plays. <laughs> not because I don't like Aaron Rodgers, because the Packers have their first round pick. Not, right. Well, of course. But if I'll just say this. If Aaron Rodgers does play 65% of the snaps, the Jets are not going to be terrible. They're, they're, they're going to be okay because they've got a lot. They've got a pretty good roster, too. Now, I know that, that they're. Line well, the offensive line did not. Speaking of Rodgers and, and joint practices and practice and stuff like that, the offensive line in New York is not looking all that great. So that could end up being a problem. Uh, do you remember 2009? It ended up being a pretty successful season, but Rodgers got sacked like the league league highest number of times. And yeah, we had still move. And we had yeah, and we had of course we had Alan Barber on that offensive line too and the only reason I remember his name was not for good reasons. It was one of those times where the offensive line doesn't want their name called. If I, you don't know who I am, I'm doing my job. Well, I knew who Alan Barber was. I absolutely knew who he was on that team. That was that was tough times. But it. No, my point is, I don't want the Jets to do. No, right. Again, I'm not, they're not going to go 0 and 17. I'm not, right. I would love them to go 0 and 17. That means the Packers got the first pick in the draft. But I don't want them to go 17 and 0 either. Stay healthy. So you know, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm going to root against them every week. Well, uh, on that note, Hard Knocks is out now. The first I haven't seen it yet, so I'm looking forward yeah, I'm to going to watch, watch the first episode. I'm going to I'm gonna check that out. Uh, I'll. You're, uh, you're going to watch it, right? Yes, I will. Well, you can tell me then if if it's worth me while. I'm. I'm I decided last night. I'm. I'm not going to watch. You're not doing it. I don't it. want to. I don't need to see this. I don't need to see Aaron Rodgers as a cat. Call me a, and I definitely watch some of my fair share of of what we'd call trash TV. But call me curious enough to say, 
I want the Jets to be healthy and go out there and see what they can actually do. Because I'm curious if this whole dynamic can work. You've got Robert Sala, who's a defensive head coach, and Rodgers and everything else. And I'm just, the Jets have underachieved and not done well the last couple of years under under Sala's leadership. I'm really curious how how it will look. Well, you got Nathaniel Hackett now as his coordinator, so. Right, right. So. I got to ask Sean Payton. As far as, uh, if you have access to Sean, let's get Sean Payton on this show. <laughs> uh, have, I, I know Sean a little bit. We're not, I mean. If you have access and he'd, and he'd be willing to come I'll on or, or talk to us a little bit, let's, let's, let's make that happen. Now, you, didn't, you said you didn't watch last night's Hard Knocks. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I guess I'm not probably not going. But I, I, I read something where, like, you know how during, you know, like during the snap count, the Peyton Manning, Omaha, Omaha, yeah, right. whatever. Apparently, there was a snap count where Rodgers shouted out Sean Payton. I wonder what the check is on that play. Like, what are I you checking know. into? I think he did it for the – I think he knew Hard Knocks was there. The camera was on. I think he just did it to be funny. For sure. Yes. Okay. No, that's that's Rodgers, though. He's going to pander a little bit to the TV. Oh, He's very think? insightful and, and thoughtful and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, he wants his, he wants to look good and show good and be funny. And he's had some fun cadences under under the Packers. I mean, remember the Dallas-New uh, York Bozo? Yes. Yellow yeah. Weasel. There was a Yellow Weasel check call. I mean, he knows when that microphone is on. That's that's the fun part of having a quarterback who's who's savvy like that. I mean, Jordan Love. The guy, wanted, the guy was trying to be the host of Jeopardy. He, right, <laughs> right. So, obviously, he's got personality. Yeah, Jordan Love, very laid back. I don't know if he – maybe if he settles in and gets confident, he'll he'll do some of that fun stuff too. But listen, Oh, Rodgers just, wasn't doing this in 2008. No, but – no, of course not. No, yeah. and that's – but 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 personality is personality. You know, I mean, I he he had it he had it in him there, and I think after they I think after the Packers extended him, they're like, okay, they believe in me, and this this thing is going down. And then in '09, I think that's where you saw the change. Right. I think that's where he he blossomed a little bit there, took on a little bit more of the, the leadership playoffs. role, and yeah, they made the playoffs, and and you had a lot of the the team bought into him, and it, you know, when I revisit also yeah, this totally off topic, but when I revisit that 2010 season. 2009, too. There were some stretches during both of those seasons where he didn't look particularly great and that the team just didn't play well. Like, I know that 2010 ended well, but the, the, specifically, like, the back-to-back, the losses to Washington and Miami in overtime and on back-to-back weeks, like, that was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they I'm glad, glad they were able to, to build or, or to grind through it. And that's one of the things this year, too. So is... If you're going to have the ebbs and flows, right? So the ebbs. Let's talk about the ebbs because there will be flows. Okay. Can they manage through ebbs the ebbs? Good things. The ebbs are. I think the ebbs are the bad things, aren't they? Oh, okay. Flow would be good. If we're in the flow. I don't know which. Whichever the bad, bad one is. Yeah. Whichever. What, what, whatever you. I, I never knew that. Yeah. Whichever one. Well, I could be wrong too. Whichever the right. whichever the bad one is. Okay. Can this team ups and, see ups and downs? I know ups are good, downs are bad. Let's do that then. So let's talk about the downs. Can this team mentally stay in it, learn from it, get better, not repeat the same thing, improve from week to week, not have the same thing happen week after week after week? That's one of yeah. the things. See, we have to reset our lens and our expectations from saying this team's going to win a, like a Super Bowl. OK, eh, anything's possible, but no, probably not. Just build for the future. Make sure that there's a, a bright future. Like, for example, you know this. I'm, a, I'm an Arizona Diamondbacks fan. And I just heard probably half of our audience cringe, as they should, because they're terrible. But the big thing is, is they have a young roster. And so at this point, it's not about winning games and trying to get in the playoffs. They think they're going to win games and get in the playoffs. They're not. They're terrible. But we need to at least see signs of 
what they have in the future and that those these players can actually turn into something because they've got they've got players and they can Packers need to do the exact same thing like grow from it can we grow can we can we see what we need to see and hey let's win some games along the way because I think I think they very they very well can if the defense okay. keeps playing like it is right now that's got that's helpful like I said a couple shows ago I don't expect it to happen but their defense had a stretch a couple of years ago where they were giving up just under 20 points a game if the defense is going to play that way Again, then even with the young offense, you're going to you're going to give this team chances to win more games than they should. Now, suddenly we go from eight to now we're talking 10 to dare I say even 11, but lot to lot to figure out before that happens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, let me let me use your, your Arizona Diamondbacks comparison with the Green Bay Packers because the Arizona Diamondbacks happen to play in the National League West. Mm-hmm. where the Los Angeles Dodgers reside. Mm-hmm. So even though the Diamondbacks had a great first half of the season and were a couple games ahead of the Dodgers, you knew it was kind of a matter of time before the Dodgers got their act together and start winning games and, and pulling away. If the Packers played in the NFC East with the Eagles and the Cowboys and maybe even the Giants, I wouldn't be so optimistic. Right. The Packers play in the NFC North, which let's take your Diamondbacks and put them in the American League Central. Mm-hmm. You're feeling a little better, right? Yep. Same team, same same exact player, same everything. Oh, the sky's the limit. Of, but instead of competing with the Dodgers and the Giants and even the Padres, who are the total underachievers, but they still have a ton of talent, you're competing with the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians. You're feeling a little better about yourselves, right? Right, definitely. You think maybe, maybe Diamondbacks can make the playoffs. Definitely. Yeah, it's all relative. Well, the Packers are in that. Packers are competing with the Vikings, Lions, and Bears. I, I, like I've been saying for for since forever, since, you know – I'm not. I think I still think they're the best team in that division. I, I call me a homer. Call me. A, I'm looking at it through green and gold glasses. I don't know. I don't love any any of those other three teams. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if the Packers were in the NFC East, I would be like, yeah, let's just have let's just see the young guys develop because they're not beating the Cowboys or the Eagles. They're, the best they're going to do is come in third, and I'm not even sure they're better than the Giants. But they're not in that division. They're they're in the, they're in the North. You know, 
and their schedule they're not even playing in the east they're playing the south which is might be worse in the north yeah very so, true very true well i i will know, predict this i have a predict i have a spoiler or prediction for this season the Lions are on a three-game winning streak against the Packers. Now, consider that one of those was the Week 17 in 2021 right. when the Packers weren't trying or Rest playing anybody. Us, yeah. They were resting everybody because they had the one seed already locked up. I'm going to predict that the Packers will snap that streak okay. at some point this this season. I think the first game is in Detroit, but I think the Packers will finally will finally get one against the Lions. I'm kind of saying well, that would this. That'll be big. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's christening the Lions as the team that you know they're going to they're already in the playoffs according to most everybody. So again, I, the Lions like I've like I've said this before too on the podcast that no the Lions are not the laughing stock of the league anymore, which they were for for quite a few years. Campbell's brought in a, a good attitude. You know they like you said they they're tough. They play hard. They do a lot of good things. But I don't see a I don't I still don't see a a world of talent on that team. They had a chance to make a big splash in the draft this past season and and in my opinion did not yeah you talked about that uh, on last show too yeah, well, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. they, I, and if you know they're, what they're a decent team they're a decent team you know what would have been um, cool i know they wouldn't have been i know they wouldn't have gone for it because divisional opponent and it's happened before but it would have been it would have been really cool to see those two teams have a joint practice you get dan campbell in there oh jesus and no, his team yeah. that that yeah divisional divisional opponents yeah, yeah it won't won't happen. You know, I don't. I don't even think you do it with conference opponents. Rarely. I mean, you, you, they have, but it's, rare. It's, it's usually more times than not. You're you're you practice against an AFC team. Like yeah. I said, well, the, the Eagles and Lions did it 40 years ago, but that was different. But like for the most part, I'm trying to remember who the Eagles. The Eagles practiced with the Jets one year, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Bills, the Browns. Yeah, it was all AFC teams except that one year with the Lions. Right. Yep. So, um, well. So on on we go to the to the preseason game. Now obviously it goes without saying, don't get don't nobody get hurt. But right. coming off of this coming off of this practice here, what's what are a couple things that you're that you want to see uh, out of? I mean we don't know if Jordan Love is actually going to play or not, right? So it's hard. Uh, it sounds like he might at least suit up, play a little bit, play a little bit. So what do you want to see? I, I mean, Lafleur Le, will probably announce that later today. If he does, it won't be more than a couple series. But he, I think he, I, I, I kind of think he's going to play a little bit, like mm-hmm. maybe a series or two. Yeah. What do you? So let's say, let's say Jordan Love plays. What do you want to see? If he only plays one or two series, what would you, what would you want to see? Well, well, from Love, I want to see him doing what Reader said. You know, going through his reads, finding the open guy, not forcing things. You know, making some nice throws. You know, just playing well, basically. But. Actually, come, I, you'll, you'll ask me this later what I have coming up, but I, I have a story coming up from Friday morning on things I want to see. I didn't mention love in that because that's the obvious. You know what I want to see? I and mean, this is this is going to sound a little off the wall, but the one person that I think I really want to I want to see in a lot of ways is the kicker, Carlson, because kicking is kicking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a lot of things in preseason, you know, you're going against whatever you don't know. It's it's not to take. I don't put a lot of stock in preseason things. Some certain thing, like you said, it's 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 a, it's a lot about the bottom of the roster more than the top of the roster. But he's the only kicker in camp, so he's going to do all the kicking Friday night, right? So mm-hmm. I want to see. Now he started off. He had a he had a rough start to camp, but since then he's been pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. He kicked he kicked well family night, right? He missed one, but it was off a bad snap. He kicked well Wednesday afternoon in that joint practice. I think he only he missed. Two, I think, but one was from sixty yards, right? Ever since the last show, when you said I'd like to see him <laughs> go out 
and go nine for 10 or whatever. He has done exactly that. Well, he probably was listening. But no, I want to see him. I, I want to see him because let's, let's be honest. Kicking is is very mental. Right. I mean, yes, it's like golf. It's very mental. Yeah. So like I want him, I want him to make every, I want him to, you know, get, I want his confidence to be at an all time high going into the season. I want him to have, I want him to make every kick. And here's something that no one's, I haven't heard good or bad about him with this because I don't even know what they, I don't know why, but I just haven't something that you're very big on because, um, you were very down on Mason Crosby the last couple of years for his kickoffs. Yeah. Well, I want to see, Anders Carlson, I want to see, I want to see him kick off a lot because that means the Packers scored a lot. But I want to see him. I want I want those kickoffs going at least into the end zone, if not out of the end zone. Yeah, uh, please, for once in our lives, can we please have that back? Because Mace used to be able to do that. He just didn't have the leg strength. Well, you got yeah, you know, you and it gets older. cold. And it gets cold. You get older. It's and when it gets cold, the ball just doesn't travel the same. And that's when that kind of stuff really matters more than anything is let's boot the thing out of the back of the end zone. Let's eliminate the you, problem. I've, I haven't heard a word on if he's kicking off well or not well. I haven't, have you, I no, I haven't either. Yeah. So I want to see him kick off. I want to, so that's, I, I think that's probably number one on my list of what I want to watch. Um, Friday night is I want to see this kid kick. Cause like I said, kicking is kicking, whether it's preseason, regular season, postseason. You're still kicking the same ball. You're going to have the same snapper. To say. It looks like you probably have the same snapper. Holder might be they – have, they have two guys battling for that punting holding job. So mm-hmm. um, that could be a little different. But, you know, 50 yards is 50 yards. 45 is 45. Is nothing, nothing else changes. So, yeah, so I want to see that. Then the second thing I'm going to tell you is – and it's uh, two guys I want to see. Um, Rashid Walker and Caleb Jones, the, the two young tackles. Yeah. I'm guessing they're, they're going to play a lot. Friday night, right? Yeah, they should. Back there, he's probably not more, more even. He might play a little, if, if at all. Mm, it, it, I think love, when Love comes out, I think all the starting line will, will, will come out with him, right? I think they should, yes. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll see probably those two at tackle with, you know, Sean Ryan and, and New, Royce Newman, take him, whoever will be out there. But I want to see these two tackles because they're both talented young men with a lot of athletic ability. Both have great size. If the pack, you know, and I, I think the coaches obviously and, and the front office want to watch them. If they deem them, if, if if they decide, hey, these two guys have a future, that that changes or, or that that makes everything different going forward. If those two guys are, if the Packers feel those two guys can be legit NFL player starters in the NFL, then you're not resigning Yash Neiman next year, right? No, as a free agent. No, it didn't definitely you're not. You're not as worried. You, you, you're maybe you're not spending a, one of your first round picks on a tackle. You know, maybe back. You know, the whole Bakhtiari thing becomes it. I mean, you know, if they decide these two guys can play, it makes everything a little different now, and vice versa. If they look at him and say, "Now these guys are never going to be be more than you know fourth or fifth tackles." Well, then maybe you do keep Yashnim, and maybe you do draft a tackle, and maybe you do do this, maybe you do you know change, but. So I want to see those two guys. I want to see both of them, and and and, and I'll judge for myself as well as you know. I'm not I'm not a scout or a coach or anything, but I I can watch and and make my own judgment of on whether I think these two guys are good or not. As far as we'll stay on the kicking game, and so the punter competition between Waylon and Pat O'Donnell. I guess we'll see who takes the first snap because that's important. It's going to be your punter and also your holder, like you said. Very, very important. Yeah, Carlson, let's watch. Let's see if he what he does. I guess for me, it's more big picture. Obviously, I want to see Jordan Love take care of the ball, be decisive, don't make any bad mistakes or dumb throws. Don't get picked off on a screen again in the game. Don't do not do what you just did in, in the joint practice. Not, 
let's not call a bubble screen at the goal. Let's yeah, let's not do that. Right. It's, again, this is what I'm ta- this. I know you're working on stuff. I know it's practice. Let's just I'm chilling out. Yeah, I get it. But Matt LaFleur, do not do this kind of crap during the regular season. Do not outsmart yourself and your team. Just just do the thing. If you're at three yards, why is A.J. Dillard or Aaron Jones not getting the ball? If they're throwing a bubble screen, I want to know why. But I want to see all the things, the good things that we've seen happen in training camp so far manifest itself on the field. So receivers, Luke Musgrave, craft blocking, the uh, Tucker craft blocking, all of the offensive linemen up front protecting well. Again, love being decisive. The young running backs, can they, can, you know, who's going to take hold of that third spot? Just that stuff, right? On defense, play with your hair on fire, play fast, make some plays. Don't look like the porous absolute sieve that they that we hope that they don't look like which they shouldn't and get out of there healthy and get yeah, get out of there get out of there healthy then there's there's two more and then and then we then we head to chicago like that's that's the biggest thing that i want to see at, at this point right now and let's not get into any more scrums or fights i think that hopefully they got it got it out of their system on wednesday and we should be we should be fine they should be fine for tomorrow's game and and nice thing is i think it's it's on national tv isn't it? it's on nfl network nfl network yeah which is great so we'll all get a chance to see the packers i know i'll be watching absolutely uh, over and over and over again and and i'm sure i'll have some thoughts and and overreactions and you'll get a bunch of text messages from me i'll try to i'll try maybe i'll send them on saturday because we're three hours ahead so by the time by the time I get them, by the time they get, you know, you're going to get a bunch of alerts that come through at midnight. But all right, but I'll, 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 I'll make sure I have my phone. Yeah, but I'll send I'll send them your way. And and, you know, like I said, just get out healthy and, and hopefully the Packers will, will look good doing it. But I think I think that's that's mostly it. I mean, I think we hit on most of the stuff that came out. Was there anything that we missed from the joint practice? Anything else? Um, I think we covered. I mean, you know, the fight was the news news story, I guess. But love love looked good um the defense controlled like i said they didn't have joe burrow which you know but say hey that's not the packers fault elton jenkins tweeted yeah, and called know, it a get I, called I, it the yeah. get he called it the get back so i guess that was yeah. that was his carlson his, kicked well like we said yeah in the, in the joint practice which is yeah what, whatever well. man i don't know if rich Basaccia had a seance or something with him over last week but whatever he's doing it's it's looking good because that's the key is kick the ball well, like i the, said last week i i trust Basaccia. Maybe mm-hmm. more than I should, but I distrust him that he saw something and you know he was involved in drafting the kid, right? I mean, Had to be. Know, yeah, yeah, he was. He has a, he's got a, lot, a, loud voice, a good voice in the room. Yeah, and I mean, and he knows the brother real well because mm-hmm. he had him with the, with the Raiders. So Raiders. I trust that he saw something and, and whatever was he was doing wrong, I trusted that Basakia could fix it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he, he did. Because the kid's been kicking a lot better, like you said, in the, over the last week. Right. Yeah, he really has. Well... Fingers crossed, and hopefully by the time we're talking next week, everybody's still healthy and the team's ready for a preseason game, too, and we'll have some more fun joint practice stories for next week. Yep, with New England. With the New England with the New England Patriots. So what is up at Packer Report? What's coming up? Well, up now is I I, I did a story. I, I looked at Aaron Jones' career, you know, and it's certainly not, not over yet, but just where does he rank among the greatest Packer running backs of all time? You, you know, you, you start with the two Hall of Famers and go from there, but Aaron Jones is, is approaching some, some elite company. So I was that that's what's up there now, the Aaron Jones story. And then uh, coming up tomorrow morning, Friday morning will be what kind of what we were just talking about, things that I'm gonna know starting with I gave away my Andrew Carlson, but things that I'm gonna be looking to watch in, in in Friday night's game. In the preseason game. And I'll have a quick slants podcast for everybody on Monday, breaking down everything that went down over the weekend. Any other news, notes or nuggets or anything else like that. So we'll be back at it again next Thursday. Hope everybody enjoys preseason game one. Just a little tease. Two Thursdays from now, we're going to have a 
a surprise guest that I think a lot of people are going to like to hear from. Yes, we are working on that. We will tease that uh, in the upcoming in the, in the upcoming shows, at least next week or the, or the week after. So, all right. Well, everybody, stay stay cool wherever you're at. Hopefully, summer's treating you well. We got Packers football, which is a beautiful sight to see. We've waited long enough, so the time has come. Enjoy the heck out of it, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.